But before I go into the Word of God today, I want you to take a comfortable position. Um, I, want to, I want to read something to you that is the preface to what God wants to bless us with today. And it comes from the story of Elisha and the Shunammite woman. And I want you to pay real attention today because the, 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 the word today is going to take us into the place of serious prophetic prayers and pronouncements. Particularly in a season like this where we need help. And um, I read, I'm just going to read quickly. Um, this is not part of the sermon. Uh, from 2 Kings chapter 4, I'm going to read and paraphrase what this is. Elisha, heaven stayed in the house of the Shunammite woman and they fed. He told Gehazi to go get her. And when she arrived, Elisha said, listen to this, say to God, you've gone to a lot of trouble for us and we want to help you. I'm reading from 2 Kings 4, um, the contemporary English version of the Bible. Um, it says, you have gone to a lot of trouble for us and this is God speaking to you using the voice of Elisha. You've gone to a lot of trouble for us and we want to help you. Some translations say, what can we do for you? But the contemporary English version of the Bible says, this is God speaking to you, child of God. You've been around me for a long time. You've been trying to serve me as best as you can with all your troubles. You drag yourself along and you're still with me. You've gone to a lot of trouble for me and we want to help you. When Elisha said we, he wasn't talking about him and Gehazi. He was talking about him and Jehovah. We want to help you. Is there something we can request of the king or the army commandant to do? The woman says, oh, I'm fine. I have everything I need. Then, Elisha still insisted and asked Gehazi. Because when it is time for God to bless you, he's going to be looking for every avenue to do that. And how do I feel that that time has come? If you are the candidate for God's help, you better say, Amen, I receive that. And Elisha asked Gehazi again after the woman went. You mean, see, it, when it's time for God to help you, he's not going to take the easy way out. She said, I am fine. And so he asked Gehazi, um, what can we do for her? How can we help her? And Gehazi replied and said, I know that her husband is old and that she doesn't have a son. And not to have a son uh, in those days means really nothing else came together. Nothing, it didn't come together for the woman, no matter how blessed she felt. Because the man needs a son to inherit him and the lineage continues. So she doesn't have a son. Then Elisha took the liberty and said, go and call her again. Ah, Father, in the name of Jesus we will not miss the help of God in Jesus' name. And go and call her again. And when she, she came, she stood in the doorway with a bit of an attitude that I told you I'm good. And Elisha said to her with the voice of God, next time, at this time, you will be holding your own baby son in your arms. And it came to pass. Oh, child of God, today I bring you the word of the Lord, help from above, not from abroad. I have a word in season for you, particularly those who have been 
a child of God for a while, you've been serving God, you've been working in church, you've been giving, you've been tithing, you've been doing the work and evangelism. Some of you are in the prayer squad. Some of you are always going out there helping people. And I'm bringing you the word of the Lord based on the reading in Second Kings about Elisha and the Shunammite woman when he said, well, I want to help you. Uh, the title of my message is Help from Above, Not from Abroad. It means not from around, it is coming from the source that cannot be stopped. Glory to God. And my text is taken from 2 Kings 14 and verse 26. And those of you who saw the promotion for this service know the scripture already. 2 Kings 14 and verse 26. And here begins the reading of God's word this wonderful Sunday morning. The Bible says, For the Lord saw that the affliction of Israel was very bitter. And whether bond or free, there was no helper for Israel. Hmm. For the Lord saw it. Okay. Got a little technical problem there. Let me try and fix that. We're good. Second Kings 14 verse 26, the Bible says, For the Lord saw that the affliction of Israel was very bitter. And that sounds familiar now. And what the word of the Lord is saying is God can see it. In fact, God is focusing on it. God is thinking about it. And when God is thinking about something that is not right, what is happening is he's thinking about what he's going to do about it. Oh, I feel an anointing this morning. In Genesis 1 and verse 1, the Bible says the earth was void and without form, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord was saw it and hovered around it. I feel that God is watching over somebody's life. I, I can tell that God is talking about somebody's situation. For God saw that the affliction, affliction talks about troubles and challenges and pains of Israel was not good. It was, it was in fact very bitter. And whether bond or free, meaning whether good or bad, whether boss or employee, there was no helper for Israel. Now, the focus between Friday and now is on the word helper. And the title of my message is this help is from above, not from abroad. In any case, all the things that used to come from abroad ain't coming anymore. Come on now. The Western Union, they're not dropping anymore because the people abroad too, they need help. So help from above, the guaranteed one is what is God is getting set to unleash onto someone just like the Shunammite who had everything but didn't have what really mattered the most. I see God doing something wonderful this morning. Hey, I want to read that text from the message translation of the Bible and this is powerful. 2 Kings 14 verses 26 to 27. Oh my God. God, how I love you. It says, 2 Kings 14, 26 to 27, the message translation. I read from the King James first, New King James first. This one says, God was fully aware. Oh, God was fully aware of the trouble in Israel. Ooh, it's bitterly hard times. No one was exempt, whether slave or citizen and no hope of help anywhere was in sight. 
God was fully aware. What I hear God saying is, I'm fully aware of your situation. I'm not just aware, I am fully, in all its ramifications, in all its complications of the trouble in Israel, it's bitterly hard times. Doesn't that sound like now? No one was exempt. Come on now, this is the word of the Lord. Whether slave or citizen, and no hope of help anywhere inside. Nobody has a cure. Nobody has an answer. Nobody can even draw the trajectory for any country. Every, every prognosis, every prophet, uh, every every uh, every 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 plan put in place has failed. They're shutting down all over again. They're doing it all over again. Nobody has a handle to this thing, but God is fully aware. I want to read the second part, verse 27. That's the punchline. It says, but God wasn't yet ready to blot out the name of Israel. That talks about you and I. Personalize that. From history. So he used Jeroboam, son of Joash, to save him. So God used somebody to help the person that was in trouble not only to save them to help them and to save them and at this point in time i want to pray father in the name of the lord jesus christ once have you spoken and he that has an ear begins to hear that when god has seen that we have been following him and we're in trouble he he's aware of it and he's looking for a way to help us Father, help us to understand what you're saying, what you're about to do, that we can line up for it and profit from the hell from above, not from abroad. Father, that our situation will line up with the love that you have for us. And people of the world will see that there is a difference between those that serve God and those that do not serve God. That the God factor, which guarantees the help of God in difficult times, comes to play magnificently in our lives to the glory of God. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Can you say amen to that? And so there was no help in sight. And so God used Jeroboam to help them and to save them. And so at last help came for Israel from above and not from abroad. So at last help came for you or help will come from you and I from above and not from abroad. Help from above and not from abroad is the context in which I want to speak today. The days of help from abroad are gone. What is working now is help from above. Take your eyes away from abroad. In any case, you can't go there and they can't come here. Take your eyes off from the abroad. Some people call it the abroad. Help is not going to come from the abroad. <laughs> Help is going to come from above. Glory to God. Allow me to read another scripture to you. And you know, scripture is like weaving a tapestry of many colors and you see a complete picture at the end of the day. I know you kind of have a, an idea, but this is going to help. 2 Kings 14 and verse 27. 2 Kings 14 and verse 27. Yes, I'm going to read the contemporary English version again. Okay, uh, it's another version of what I read to you. It says, And since the Lord had promised that he would not let Israel be completely destroyed, he helped Jerusalem rescue them. He didn't just 
used Jeroboam to help them, he helped Jeroboam to rescue them. What am I talking about? It means for anyone to be able to help you in difficult times like now, God has to have the person picked out and then God has to help that person to be able to help you. The scripture says he helped Jeroboam to help them and was now able to rescue them. And this is why you cannot fix your eyes on abroad. It has to come from above. It means for anyone to be able to really help you, it has to be God that picks out the person. You can pick the person. You're likely to pick the wrong person. Because God uses small things to do great things. And God, God likes to have the glory to himself. So he's not going to put you in the know. He's going to do it all by himself. And we are going just to be shouting and glad that he did it anyways. I'm going to read another scripture to you from the Passion Translation Bible, the Passion Translation Bible. Um, Psalm 121, you're very familiar with this one, verses 1 to 2. Psalm 121, verses 1 to 2. And I'm going to read this. It says, I look up to the mountains and the hills, longing for God's help. I know the New King James will say, I look up, uh, I, I, I look beyond the, I look to the hills from where comes my help. But this one is a lot better. The Passion Translation says, I look up to the mountains and hills longing for God's help. But then I suddenly realize our true help and protection comes only from the Lord, our Creator, who made the heavens and the earth. So as I look up to the hills, mountains and the hills longing for God's help, that may seem like they are abroad. <laughs> but then I realize our true help and protection come only from the Lord, our creator, the maker of the heavens and the earth. So when the psalmist says, I look to the hills from where it's come as my help. No, the hills represent the man-made structures that are, used to be very impressive. Uh, the organizations, the WHOs, and the ECOWAS, and the powers that be, and the principalities, and all that. I look up to them thinking that God will use them. That's why he says, I look up to the mountain that he's longing for God's help to come through there. But then I realize that our true help and protections come directly only from the Lord, the one who created the heavens and so God will pick out a Jeroboam and help the person and empower the person and put you in the heart of the person so that the person can help because on their own they cannot and all those mountains God is putting them in their place all those hills he's putting them in their place all eyes taken away from the hills and the mountains all eyes on Jehovah oh I wish somebody would lift up that and said there's no God like you this is about time all the children of God will realize our help cannot come from abroad. It has to come from above. It's time, child of God, to take your trust back to God. Give him your worship. Fix your eyes on him because he's more than able. And guess what? He's actually willing to do what he needs to do for us. He's fully aware. I know somebody you are thinking, where is God? He's fully aware and he's going to do something about it. Just because you have been with him all this time. Help is not from the abroad. <laughs> Permit me to use that language. But help for us must come from above. I'm going to read another text to you. And you will see how this plays out in living colors now. In technicolors. 
John chapter 5, verses 6 to 7. I'm going to read from the NIV, the New International Version of the Bible. It's the story of the man who was lying by the pool of Siloam, the one that had was very ill and was paralyzed. The Bible says when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? The man replied, sir, I have no one to help me into the pool. When the water is stirred by the angel of the Lord and my time has come, I find that it doesn't work for me because I have no one to help me get into the pool. While I am trying to get in, someone else gets ahead of me and goes down ahead of me and gets the blessing that I perceive was meant for me. So what is, how does this work? You are positioned right. You understand the workings of God. You know God is going to send an angel and what the angel does is create an opportunity for you to get what you always wanted. I'm using this man to, 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 to typify our life. So you know the will of God. You position yourself at the right place at the right time. You've wasted patiently serving the Lord. You're waiting for the angel to come. The angel shows up, stares up the water. The anointing is present. And now all of a sudden, the fact that you have no helper stops you from getting what is yours. This is a story the man said to the Lord. Even when the opportunity presents itself, there's nothing I can do about it. Why? Because I have no helper. And you know what the Lord did? The Lord looked at him and said, don't you understand? That's why I came. Don't you understand? That's why I'm sending PFP to speak to you. That the days of you not having help, Maybe you were looking for help from the mountains and the hills, from around and from abroad. No, no, no. Your help has come from above because the son descended from the father and spoke to this man and said, take your bed and go back home. You don't even need to get into any water. May God shorten the journey between where we are to where we want to be. He needed to get into any water. He was the one, the only one that was healed without getting to the water because the one who sent the angel to stir the water was now present. He's called the resurrection and the life. The great and the mighty God, the creator of the ends of the earth, the invisible and absolutely invincible God, the one who does miracles, the one who does exceedingly abundantly, even far above what we can think and ask. He's the one that sent me to you. He's the one with you right there. He's the one that charged the atmosphere with an anointing. He's the one that is guaranteeing the help that's going to change that situation. Can you shout hallelujah wherever you are? Don't mind anybody who doesn't understand. Just say, Lord, I bless your name. Hallelujah. Because that means I'm ready for what God wants to do. Now, this man got help. The Lord saw him. He didn't even see the Lord. The Lord was fully aware because he found out about his situation. He'd been there for like 30 years or something. And the Lord did something about it. So I feel something is about to happen. Help from above. Now let me tell you that it is one thing to have a helper who is just willing to help you but lacks the ability. For instance, this man that was lying by this pool that is said at intervals by an angel of the Lord. Supposing this man weighed 220 kilos because he's not been moving, he's been 
paralyzed. So he's just been growing masses and masses of flesh and it's gone so heavy. Now, if I'm willing to help him get into the water and I weigh 79 kilos or so, and how do you want me to carry someone who's 220 kilos, who is paralyzed, he can't carry himself. So even if I'm willing, I am not able. He's too heavy for me. And around us, there are some people, God bless them, that are willing, but they're not able. The Bible says, God help Jeroboam to help Israel. God has to send someone who is more than just willing. He has to be able. So it is one thing to have a helper who is willing. And some of our friends and our family, they always say, hey, Pele, this and that, they're willing, but they're not able. Listen, let me tell you, unless God picks somebody, no matter what they say, they cannot help you. It is one thing to have a helper who's just willing but not able. Now it's a whole world of difference. Hallelujah. When God shows up and picks out a helper who's not just willing but also able, competent and committed to the cause, not only will he start it, they will stay till it's done and they will look at you and congratulate you and they fizzle out that you may not see them anymore, you may still see them, but they're just going to go through the whole nine yards with you because God has put it upon their heart and God has appointed them. How do I know that God is at work in someone's life? If you're that person, can you say amen? Can you say amen and amen? I'm very serious about this because angels are listening to see whether you will respond to the word of the Lord. Bible says angels respond to the speaking of the word of God. And the word of God will profit you when you come on, embrace the word and activate it when you're, with your confirmation by saying amen to the word. Now, I want to show you God's promise how it works. There's God's promise that God gave me to bring to you. You can tell that I'm saying a lot of things and it's coming together like a tapestry that's been woven very fast. In Psalm 72 and verse 12, there is a promise there for you and I. And that promise, Psalm 72 verse 12, says, For he will deliver the needy when he cries, the poor also, and him who has no helper. Hmm. The promise of God that comes today to you, I say it with confidence that this is the promise of God to you, that he will deliver you, the needy. Needy means things are not all lined up. It doesn't mean you don't have some things, but in some areas you are needy. He will deliver the needy when he cries. There is something you have to do. I said, shout amen the other time. The poor also, and him who has no helper. If the one who has no helper doesn't mean he doesn't have opportunities. Does not mean he does not have faith. Does not mean he's not a child of God. All he needs is that little connection, the helper, to cross from here to the better side. The NIV version, the New International Version, of the same Psalm 72 and verse 12 says, For he will deliver the needy who cry out. Not just the needy, the one that cries out. The afflicted who have no one to help. When I call for prayers, if you know what is good for you, you forget your swag, you forget your coolness, and you begin to cry out to the Lord. Because, the, listen, the man by the pool, Jesus saw him. He didn't see Jesus. But this one, your own promise is God will deliver those that are in need of help 
who cry out, the one who has no helper. So today is a good day. Hallelujah. Today is a marvelous day. I want to read from the contemporary English version. Psalm 20 verses 1 to 2. And this is going to help you get ready for prayers. It says, Psalm 21 to 2, the CEV Bible says, I pray. Hey, there are, many, there are not many places in the Bible that says, I pray. Not that may God do something. This one is direct. I pray that the Lord will listen when you are in trouble. I pray that the Lord God of Jacob will keep you safe. <laughs> may the Lord send you help from his temple and come to your rescue from Mount Zion. May the Lord send you help from his tabernacle, from his sanctuary, not from an altar. No, 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 no. May the Lord send you help from above, not from around, and rescue you from out of Mount Zion. Hey, I pray that the Lord will listen to you when you cry out today and he will send you help those of you who are in trouble who need help I pray that the Lord God of Jacob will not just help you he will keep you safe to enjoy what he has done for you may the Lord now send you help from above and come to your rescue from the heights of Mount Zion can you say amen to that Ah, no one gets far in life without helpers. There are situations you get to, the, the strength that got you there will not get you through. It can get you there, but it can't get you out of there. It can get you into a level, but it can't get you to the next level. Nobody gets far in life without helpers. Can I tell you something? And you should know this. The first thing God gave Adam was a helper. And what Jesus promised us on his departure from the earth is, I will send another helper. So this thing about help, the, God, the man that God made that was not born of a woman, God said, he's so good. Fellowship with him and looked at him and said, no, no, I need to make him a helper. As a matter of fact, the English Standard Version in Genesis 2 and verse 18, the English Standard Version, Genesis 2 and verse 18, listen to how God put it. The Bible puts it, it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone, the great man that I made. I will make him a helper fit for him. A helper fit for him. Fitting to help him. Fitting to change the situation. Fitting to get him out of where he is and get him into where he ought to be. As great as Adam was, he was the son of God. He needed she didn't succeed in helping him, but this one that is going to send us is going to succeed in Jesus' name. The New Living Translation says, I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the one who picks your helper, who makes your helper, who helps your helper, who anoints your helper, who equips your helper, is not your helper, it is God. So the help will not come from above, abroad, it will come from above. Say, I will make a helper. And God is still in the business of picking out a helper, anointing, equipping, blessing, and helping that one to help you. And that's what is about to happen. Can you say amen and amen to that? Hmm. Hey, help us make up our inadequacies. Help us 
sort us out when we're in great need or in real trouble. I want to say that again. Helpers sometimes are the ones God sends to help make up for our inadequacies. We have a lot, but something is missing. Helpers sort us out when we're in great need or we're in real trouble or in dire situations. And you know there's a lot of that going on. Without the right, right helper, no one is likely to make it in life. The, without the right tenuous helper, no one is likely to make it in life. I want you to imagine Ruth without a Naomi. Ruth, whose husband died young, who is now labeled as a witch or something is wrong with her or has bad luck, everybody is going to stay away from her. No mother will let her son move there, a woman like that in those days because they believe that you're jinxed. Imagine Ruth without a Naomi. There will never be a book of Ruth. There will never be any story about her. She will never be the great-grandmother of, of uh, King David. Let's say she needed a helper and this one was old and shriveled up and yet, so never judge your helper by how they look. Stop that nonsense. Naomi said, I'm so old. Why do you want to follow me? I can't help you. I can't give you a child. But she understood that God had picked her out and God had blessed her and equipped her. I said, wherever you go, I'll go. Wherever you sleep, I'll sleep. Your God will be my God. There are some people you don't snap and walk away from them. When you do that, you are bought to the help of God. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. I want to read again the text that i started with um second kings 14 verses 26 to 27 but this time i want to read from the new living translation the bible says in second kings 14 26 to 27 the new living translation it says for the lord god saw the bitter suffering of everyone in israel and the truth is everybody's suffering the only difference is some people are suffering more than some people. Everybody's suffering across the world today. And the Bible says the Lord saw the bitter suffering of everyone in Israel and there was no one in Israel slave or free to help them. There was no one to help them. And because the Lord had said he would not blot out the name of Israel completely, he used Jeroboam II, the son of Joash, to save them. Jeroboam had some issues but yet God used him to help Israel. If Israel was so on and on about the issues of Jeroboam, they would have missed the point. Hey, and so I pray that the Lord will raise a Jeroboam for you, for your family, for my family, for Grace Assembly, for Lagos, for Nigeria, for Africa, for the nations of the world, a Jeroboam in every location that is equipped, that is anointed, that has a heart and commitment and the ability and willingness to help and that help will bring people out of where they are that don't like to where they want to be and how things should be. And Father, let it be so according to your word that is immutable and invincible in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory and honor and praise be to God. Ah, Jesus, you love me too much. Oh, 
too much, oh, too much, oh, excellent. Now that's what Mary Chiwo was singing about. She must have encountered help from above, not just from abroad, to be able to sing a song like that. The song is laden with emotion, a reality dawned upon her when something happened. Oh, you're going to like that song a lot more after today. Oh, you're going to understand why we chose that song for this service. Because the same God is at work in your life. May your Jeroboam show up quickly, uh, able, willing, uh, uh, has the means, has the heart, is committed to finish what God wants done. The Bible says the Shunammite woman had a song immediately after that same time the other year she had a son when the son died uh, small work Elisha raised the boy because a, any helper that God raises for you will stay committed because God put it in their heart stop going around begging people begging will not make people committed to you God has to breathe into their heart God has to put you in their mind God has to take away their sleep until they do what you want to do. And don't worry about that because if they do it, God will bless them. You just need to be sweet. You need to be respectful. You need to be grateful. And you need to, to thank God through the process and realize that this is a vessel that God is using. And so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? Yeah. I, want to, I, want to, I want to give another example of a God, a helper from above not a helper from abroad his name is called joseph he was the helper to his brothers forget the fact that they were bad you see god causes his rain to fall on the good and the bad he causes the sunshine to be on the good and the nasty ones and so in genesis 45 and verse 7 again i read from the contemporary english version of the bible genesis 45 cev i read joseph Speaking to his brothers who are now in trepidation when they realize Joseph that they sold into slavery is now the only person that can help them or kill them. And they were thinking the worst is about to happen. And Joseph said, but God sends me. Hey, as what? God sent me on ahead of you to keep your families alive and to save you in this wonderful way. God sent me as what? As a helper from above, God sent me ahead for you. Joseph understood that, listen, it's not just about Joseph. It's about what God wanted to do for the 12 tribes of Israel. That's what happens to helpers when you allow God to raise a helper. They know what is going on. They know they have no choice. they got to do this because their own good is tied to their helping you by my prayer without fail anyone that is appointed to help must get up and go into action right now a great understanding will come upon them that a mighty joseph understood that even he's been a prime minister is predicated on he helping these people that it is the will of god his opinion whether he liked them or not whether they're good or bad was irrelevant this is the will of god and without fail every jehovah that god is raising to help us will not stop to do it because they don't like us they don't like the way we dress they don't like the way we pray no 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 irrelevant they have no choice the same way joseph helped his brothers they're going to help you 
Can I hear you say amen? They're going to help you. Can I hear you say amen? They're going to help your family. They're going to help mine. They're going to help Nigeria. So must it be because this is the will of God and the counsel of the Lord and it must stand in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Joseph, with all the blessing, with all the power he had to do and undo, said, but God sent me. Hey, God sent me. And God has sent people to you and they will show up in Jesus' name. Ahead of you to keep you alive from this pandemic and to save you, not in a jaga jaga way, not in a pitiful way, in a wonderful way. Can I hear you shout a wonderful amen and amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm about to close. Listen, I want you to know that when the psalmist says, may he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion, it's a powerful prayer. May God send you help from the sanctuary from above and grant you the support you need from Zion. That means the one that doesn't fail. That means the one that is not debatable. It's not based on your color. It's not based on how you talk, what you look like. No, no, no. It's not based on how you smell. That one is God sent me. May God sent me that Joseph spoke. Be what you be, the heart of your helper. And the same way Joseph blessed them. Ah, put them in Goshen. So must it be for you and I in Jesus' mighty name. Can I hear you say a resounding amen? May God send helpers indeed. Not helpers, not miserable ones. I remember Job saying, Ah, you people say you want to comfort me. You are miserable comforters. No, no, no. When God send helpers, they will be helpers indeed, not miserable helpers. Not just helpers in word. Have you met people that say, I will help you, but they never do anything? Not just helpers in word, but helpers in truth and in deed. Again, can I hear you say, Amen and Amen and Amen? And I want to close. Huh. Lord, help me. Can I tell you something? God uses... God's ways are not our ways. God can use somebody that will surprise you. Never judge the content by the container. Jeroboam had issues, but that, that's who God chose. The brothers didn't like Joseph, but that, that's who God chose. Can I read a scripture to you from Acts 7 and verse 35? Just to prepare you not to be judgmental, but to be ready. Acts 7 verse 35, I read from the NIV. This is what Israel said about Moses that God chose to help them. It says, the scripture, Acts 7, verse 35, NIV says, This is the same Moses whom they had rejected with the words, Who made you ruler and judge? They looked at him, they added him together, they subtracted whatever they want, and they felt that you cannot be you. This is the same Moses whom they had rejected with their own words, saying, Who made you ruler and judge? He was sent. Just like Joseph said, he was sent to be their ruler and deliverer by God himself. 
Moses was sent to be their ruler and deliverer by God himself through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. Be careful! You will not be able to pick your own helper. Don't judge your helper. Just accept the person God sent. Otherwise, you go stay there. And that's not a good thing. And your helper may be flawed. It does not diminish the capacity of your helper. Um, lastly, um, in Acts 18 verse 27b, in Acts 18 verse 27b, the Bible says, when he arrived, Apollos greatly helped those who had believed through grace. When Apollos arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. I know you have believed the word of God today. Somebody is going to show and you are going to be greatly helped in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to lift up your voice and say, Lord, send me a helper from above. Not according to my own proclivities, not according to my own likes and my own dislikes, not about according to my own politics. And, and, and uh, Lord, just the person you will prepare to be my helper indeed, in word, not in word, but in truth and indeed, Lord, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to conclude with a prayer for you. May the Lord send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion, help from above, not from abroad. May the Lord send you helpers indeed, not miserable helpers, but helpers who will not just be helpers to you in the words of their mouth, but helpers in truth and in deed. And the name of the Lord be glorified and you come into a season like never before to the glory of God and so shall it be for you and I and all the families represented for our church grace assembly, for our city Lagos, for our nation Nigeria, for our continent Africa and across the continents of the world. To all the believers are serving God, God is fully aware and he's raising a helper for you. And he, that will come to pass and this word will be established to the glory of God. Blessed be our King in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to lift your right hand with me as we share our tenets. We believe in the God of grace. We rely on the grace of God. So the God of grace gives us his grace always to win the race. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and I and all the days of our lives in Jesus.